When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Leads Up podcast. I'm James and I'm joined by Rocco. Hello, mate. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, I'm absolutely knackered. <laughs> are you bored of watching videos yet? No, no. Funny enough, when I was kind of waiting for you to join the call, I was I was watching the dugout cam again. And yeah, uh, if any, well, I presume everyone's seen the dugout cam, but there's a great footage of uh, of the dugout and everyone celebrating when Joffrey scored his 94th minute winner against Norwich, and it's beautiful. And and every time I watch it, there's there is something new that I spot, and it's it's brilliant. It's incredible. I mean, that footage, like the the speed of the players off the bench, is what got me. They're fast as lightning, weren't they, out of the dugout and down the line? It's yeah, it's just incredible scenes. I'm glad the dugout cam followed the players as they ran out as well, because in the ground they all sort of swarmed on the pitch, didn't they? And it was, and you didn't really get a sense of that on TV because it was like the cameras were obviously just following Joffy. But yeah, uh, the, the the outpouring of emotion at that point was just unbelievable i didn't know what to do like i was i was you know partly just trying to stand up <laughs> because that many people fell on me and i and i remember instantly thinking oh my god my shin um but it was just like it was it was emotional <laughs> yeah like, it, it was i i felt like i was gonna start crying to be honest and I, i'm not a bit like you i didn't like it wasn't like a normal last minute winner where you just sort of you know it wasn't like an out of body thing you know i was completely aware of myself and just like in complete disbelief, but I did. I felt more like emotional than, than like, like you know, going crazy, um, which was weird. But in that in that sense, it was quite nice to be able to sort of drink in the the scenes. I guess you'll have been on camera, would you? Then you'll have been on that uh, dugout cam. You were about in line. Well, funnily enough, I was just trying to look out for me and my <laughs> me and my sister. But I think there's just too many bodies and limbs flying around. To be honest, so. yeah. Nice to know you're in there somewhere there. Yeah, exactly. I'll screenshot it. Pretend, pretend one of them's me. Um, but yeah, I think the emotion also comes from, it's just been a torrid few weeks, isn't it? You know, everyone's been through <laughs> quite a lot. The final relief of getting a, a win, like such an important one as well, was yeah a great feeling. But we should probably wind the clock back a bit anyway, because we, we weren't here last week to talk about Villa. And, yeah. and obviously that, oh, that... yeah, let's let's get straight into Villa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Villa was, I went with Joe, who was going to come on the podcast today, a good friend, and he's hopefully on next week. And and we were so looking forward to going and it was, it was, a, it was a good night up until <laughs> the football. <laughs> and um, we just, we just didn't seem to switch on, did we? No, it was it was disastrous. I mean, like my dad just before the first goal, um, he he said it's like watching League One, um, and t- to me that was probably doing, doing the League One team a disservice because they played some decent stuff. Um, yeah, we were we were a, a real mess, and it was. I mean, I was distraught. I was like, I was so upset after the game, and, and then I was angry. You know, all these emotions leading into Norwich obviously made it even more incredible on Sunday, but. 
yeah, I mean, like I'd I'd written off the season, uh, you know. Yeah, I was I was furious. I was I was just gone, like completely gone, and and you know probably partly because of Bielsa, you know, partly overreacting because I'm I'm still bitter. Um, but yeah, the, you know they they put it right and fair play to them. You know, Sunday was a, a million times better. I think I think you justified for feeling that way. You know, everyone felt that way. I think after Thursday, it was really hard to see sense in it all and yeah. find find a, a positive outcome from it. But the one thing that lingered with me when I came away was that it didn't feel right that we'd played that badly when we played so well at Leicester. And I kind of kept that in my mind that something just didn't work on the day, whether it was like the occasion of being at Ellen road or, or whatnot. And I I said to Joe on the way out, it felt like they weren't doing what was asked of them. Like you, cause you know, you you don't just pass to their players all the time on on purpose. And I think they were just constantly caught in two minds. Um, And, you know, rather than kind of rebuilding play, they would just still try these these passes that just obviously weren't going to work. So it felt like on reflection, and it's easier to say it now, that it was just a bad day for us. And let's hope it is, you know, like <laughs> we've only got three examples of Jesse Marsh's football at Leeds United, and they're still learning that through videos by the sounds of it. So, Yeah, exactly. And it, the players played really badly as well. You know, the tactics, you know, were awful. I really, you know, I really didn't like what we were trying to do or what it looked like we were trying to do. Um, but then at the same time, like you said, you know, the, the players just, they couldn't even put five passes, you know, five yard mm. passes forward. It was just, it was just really, really bad from everybody and everybody connected with the club. And, you know, I was worried that they were just so demoralized that they, you know, couldn't play football anymore. Um, but then, yeah, came out against Norwich and, and, and there was, there was a lot of good, you know, there's a lot to like, to be fair. And, and I know it's Norwich, like we have to say that, um, you know, that they're a championship team pretty much. Um, so we need to, we need to see it working against a Premier League team, but nevertheless, you know, yeah, I, I, I liked the style on Sunday, which is what's the most infusing, you know, I think on Thursday, it, it was the fact that I just could see no, I couldn't ever see what they were trying to do working. Mm. Uh, that was probably the most demoralizing part of it. But I think as well that, you know, he's not wildly changed anything that he planned to do between that game and, and Villa. It's just the fact that they executed it. And yeah, Norwich are poor. Like they just, they they do just sort of sit back and just wait, but then they don't have anything else. Like when they actually get the ball, it's just, it's embarrassing that they that we conceded one, but it's just typical, you know, Everyone yeah. sort of switched off, didn't they? It was like kind of clock watching a bit and like, when's it going to end? And then bang, but yeah. literally the board goes up <laughs> on the, um, on the dugout cam of that actually, where, where they score, you can see one of the assistant coaches and you can hear his whistle on the, on the replay of him, like whistling Joffy back to, it's like literally whistles him, bang, they score. It's like, oh, crying out loud. I didn't notice that. I, I I was wondering in my head whether Joffy just decided to get stripped himself because yeah. I, I, I was watching Marsh and I didn't really see. He did he did sort of signal to Joffy, but well, not enough it, to get him stripped off. So yeah, it must have been that. Yeah, watch it back because the assistant definitely does it. But then also you can tell that J- Jesse's kind of so pissed off that we've conceded and he sort of forgets to brief like Joffy. Like Joffy's sort of waiting there with his <laughs> with his kit on and he's like, he turns around, he's like, oh yeah, shit, <laughs> I better get him on. Um, uh, very funny. And um, yeah, so, I mean, everyone had to quickly get over that because there's only a few days before the, the the Norwich game and and it was, you know, enormous pressure going into that match. Like, unbelievable where 
to the point where a lot of us just kind of thought we were going to lose and yeah. because we've been so bad and you can't see well based on the villa performance everyone thought we were going to be as bad again and yeah i mean main thing tim crawl's a prick isn't he <laughs> <laughs> yes. he fell for the clapping at the cop um at half time as well which was nice um gave <laughs> us a little clap and then got his customary response but yeah, my God, like, how was he not booked? Like, I don't know. I don't so know. The, the, was the, well, the first goal, um, you know, his 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 complaints and uh, protests were, you know, I mean, he was chasing the ref all around the pitch. I know. It's, it's, just, it's like if someone's going to run 40, 50 yards to go talk to the ref, it's like, surely this dissent is here. Like, if it, if, if it was ever warranted, it was against him. But yeah. I've, I've not seen... A keeper moan as much as him before, and, and you sort of forget because he hasn't been to Ellen Road for a few a few seasons. But he's such a prick. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I remember that one when Bamford scored a nothing goal. We were three 0 down, and then he like attacked him after the game, didn't he? It looked like for absolutely <laughs> yeah. nothing. I don't know what the story was there, but yeah, he's a yeah. And so, what did you think that was different in in the Norwich game apart from Norwich being? a crap side like uh, what, the formation and system was a bit different there was one noticeable thing i th- i thought have i got to guess that <laughs> yeah go for it uh was it to do with rodrigo uh well yeah yeah it looked like a 4-2-3-1 to me well, rather well, than a 4-2-2-2 here's your hint you kind of got your wish didn't you yeah, yeah, Rafinha a bit more central. There we go. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and it, and it, and it did seem to work. It, it worked really well, and you know, obviously for the gold, he was playing dead central. He was playing basically as the striker. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought it was really good, really good in that position. Yeah, I, like I like I said before, I, I don't like four two two two. I you know I, I mm. can't remember it ever working well. Um, but actually on Sunday, I did quite like it because James and Rafinha were getting in those little pockets of space in between the, the midfield and the defence and they were causing them all sorts of trouble driving at them. You know, I, I liked I liked how direct we were, to be fair. Um and 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 it was it was working it was working really well. Um I mean also, yeah, apart from the tactics, the players were just you know, passing correctly and and not making stupid mistakes. And and Rodrigo, I thought it it may have been his best game for us. I thought he was absolutely superb. I I, I was shocked when he came off. I know he's he's had a, a tight quad apparently, um, but I thought he was great. And you know, to say you know Thursday he got two out of ten from the Yorkshire Post, which is what I told my dad he should get. Um, <laughs> to then go to you know sort of eight or nine out of ten and 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 be like a Pablo. Um, I, th- I thought it was really, really good. I was I was well impressed. We've seen this before. I've, you know, there's been loads of get. Well, sorry, there's been a few games where I've thought, you know, it looks like Pablo. You know, Newcastle away was one where I just thought it was fantastic. Completely dictated the match, but it's just so few and far between, isn't it? And we're just wanting him to do it every week. So I can't remember whether we talked about this out loud, but I know it's felt like Rafinha and Rodrigo should become a bit more unleashed in in this this system yeah. because they're kind of given those central attacking roles and and I think to be honest they are the kind of players that need that bit of freedom not that Bielsa has a, had a restrictive system or anything but I just think they're those sort of players that kind of like to be like deeply involved in the game and kind of create things and and I, I had a theory on Rodrigo as well he's got a load of mates over from Spain that he was sharing on his Instagram I thought he's just showing off isn't he <laughs> he's just there's trying. probably something in that he's just trying because his mates are here yeah it's, it's like what everyone says about Jack Harrison when his uh, his yeah. girlfriend's in the country plays better 
I was about to say that. You put here, actually, uh, Rocco, Rodrigo, the new Hernandez, and I think you said it a second ago. I would quite happily him become that. We need that sort of figure in the team. The, you know, I think Pablo we've missed in the sense that having that figure that literally just grabs the game by the scruff of the neck. And Rodrigo seemed to be the one doing that. And he's always try. He always tries to do it. You know, he's always willing. He's always showing. He's always he is trying to. You know, he never hides. That's the thing about Rodrigo. He is always, he, he, you know, he's always shown for the ball. He's he, and he he plays like he like he is a senior player. You know, he's he's clearly highly uh, thought of in the squad, and he seems to play that way. I've I've never seen him. You know, I've never seen him hiding or you know walking around with his head down. Um, so fair play to him. Like, you know, I, I, I do rate him, but that's not to say I think he's been good for us, but like, yeah, you, can, you can really see that there's a, there's a real player in there. And I, and I don't think he's a striker. And I don't think he probably ever has been a striker when you look at his goal scoring record and he's obviously not a wide man. So yeah, if, if he's going to do something well, it's going to have to be that number 10 role. What I loved, um, you know, and it fits in with the whole thing of grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck was, Dan James was lining up for a shot and he just nicked it off him. He's like, <laughs> it's like I'm having this. He just looked up for it. And I think that's what we need. And he, he's come on, obviously come under criticism and Rafinha for not feeling like they're up for it and looking like the heads have been turned or wh- whatever it is. But it's like, we just need more of them where they just go hell for leather. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say about Rafinha, like I, I've not seen that at all that, you know, that he's not been trying like, yeah, he's been playing rubbish. And, and I feel like, I think because we've been spoilt by Bielsa for four years, like people have forgot what a lack of effort actually is. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, this is not, this is not a player that's just, you know, down tools and he's on the beach. He's never, ever looked like that. Like at Anfield, he was useless, but he was still running up and down the wing. Like he, he's, I've, I've never seen it. I've never noticed him just, you know, downing tools. And like, sometimes people have picked up on him, clapped into the floor after a goal has been conceded and, and sort of hammered him for that. And, like I'm the opposite. Like I see that. And I think, you know, Rafinha's just, you know, he's just really frustrated. He's probably annoyed at himself. And I think, yeah, probably that, that reaction at the final whistle um, and and the goal as well, you know, he just sort of collapsed in front of me, you know, just, just laid on the floor on his own, clearly emotional. And yeah, I don't know whether that's, you know, obviously relief at the goal and winning, but also, you know, maybe that, you know, he's been, you know, he knows he's been criticised and, or maybe he's just so desperate not to, you know, not to take us down and, you know, and un- probably annoyed at himself at his poor form. And yeah, I, I, I yeah, just, I, I, I feel like he's, you know, always giving his absolute best, even if he's not showing his best. I thought Dan James had a really good game, a pest really, isn't he? He's like, yeah. he's really good at, those high presses you can you can tell why Bielsa liked him a, a lot as well yeah. and why why he wanted him for such a, a long time and I thought he was unfortunate to not get a penalty I don't really know how that that wasn't to be honest I, you've seen him given yeah you have I, I mean I want surprise but I know that, that probably comes with the territory with him in a white shirt um but yeah I, it probably it probably was not quite shoulder to shoulder was it um but yeah, I don't think it was. I, I didn't think it was that controversial, to be honest. You've got in your notes here as well, Rocco, the orgasm. <laughs> yes. Well, what else was it? It's the same thing, isn't it? Six and two threes. So what a, what a moment! <laughs> so we obviously conceded that goal, which was just so annoying, like so frustrating. It, it just felt like everything had 
well, every, you'd had the breath taken out of you and you're like, how are we How are we going to survive in the league? It was like, it was kind of all over. It just felt like you were just coming to that realisation. It felt a bit like um, that Wigan game where they had 10 men and it was like... They got a corner as well. And I was I was just, I was thinking, well, this is it. It's going to be 2-1. And, and then, you know, but, you know, at that point, you're not even really bothered because the draw was as bad as a defeat almost. Yeah, exactly. And um, Pookie's got a habit, hasn't he, of just... Like he, he's to be fair, he's a good player and he gets himself and in a good team, he would probably be like really, really decent and he gets himself in some annoying positions and he did really well for that. And it was annoying that Lorente didn't pick him up for the I think it was probably more Cock, to be honest. Um I think yeah. he didn't he he didn't track back. Well, no, Cock was the one that sort of already was back. I think Lorente was trying to get back. Yeah. But Cock, I think, yeah, I think he he switched off really. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's like that is kind of your job. <laughs> track yeah. them there and track them till the end. And it, it's frustrating, but, you know, no one will be more frustrated than they are. Um, but then, yeah, it's like Joffy came on immediately. I think he had five touches in total and two of them were in the build-up to that that goal. It was one of them where it's like, you know, I think in a Bielsa system, we probably would have played it out from the back at that moment. And yeah. <laughs> uh, Melia literally just smashed it up the field, route one. Gelhart, he's like five foot eight or something, isn't he? Headed it on. Like, you know, back to your point about Rafinha always trying and always running. It was he was on top of it and was ready for it. And he fast when we needed him to be fast. He was and he didn't go down because he could have gone down yeah. in a challenge there That's as well. What I thought, yeah. And, and uh, both of them, the 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 one with Williams and the cruel as well. Yeah, some players would have just dangled their leg out and tried to get a penalty, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. And even though he kind of you thought he'd taken it too far and you thought it was done. And uh, and it's, it's it's great when you watch him on the replay because as he goes around cool, he has a slight, he has a really quick look. Yeah. Like really, really quick. Knows exactly where Joffy is, has his head down, passes it. Bang. Uh, it was it was incredible. And I, God, I'm sad. I, I, I did, uh, I like did a screen recording of, of that of that camera angle where you can see him have a quick glance just to check that he did, you know, because you can then slow it right down. Uh, so I did that just to make sure that he really did glance because at first I was just thinking it was instinct, you know, and a, and a bit of fortune that he just sort of presumed someone would be up with him. But it was great composure, wasn't it? And, and, a, and a really nice pullback as well because it, it wasn't simple, you know. No. It, it had to be right. Um, yeah, it was an absolutely brilliant goal. It was a, a moment of, of real class. I mean, I must say, like... After the game, I was, you know, the highlight for me was Gelhart winning the header. I just thought it was incredible. But then when you look at the replay, like it is awful defending. You know, Mm. if you do look at it from their point of view, the guys just stood off waiting. Probably just not not expecting that, I suppose. But um, yeah, fair play to Joffe. That's that's just like top, top class to to go and win that header. I think actually it's a pretty simple goal, isn't it? But in the moment, the pressure to, you know, as a professional to be able to just switch off and not worry about anything and just kind of yeah. just take it in your stride and deliver it. It's like, if that was me and you, Rocco. <laughs> in the old days. For, start, the old... <laughs> for, for starters, there's no way I would have won that header. <laughs> we would have lost at that point. Yeah. Do you think he, uh, do you think he purposely headed it where he headed it? Because if he did, I mean, that's one hell of a pass. The thing is, is he didn't try to hold it down. He didn't, he didn't try to hold it, do anything with it. He didn't head it back to midfield. It was kind yeah. of, it was a glancing header. He knew where Rafinha was. Um, and I assume he was, well, 
all game we were trying to play two up top, so he knew what his job was. And yeah. if it, if his job was to sit off and put Rafinha in on goal, then he nailed yeah. it. So, but yeah. yeah, effective, effective. And what is he? He's probably won us about six or seven points this this season, has he? Yeah, I, I, I imagine so. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd, yeah, you'd have to like that, like the Burnley assist. I mean, it didn't win us the game. We were two one up, but it sealed the game, you know. Um, and that was that was another moment of absolute magic that probably we don't talk about enough. It was an incredible pass. Um, yeah, he's he's he is a revelation, and it yeah it now begs the question. Well, I mean, Bam, I thought Bamford did really well in the first half. Um, so yeah, we want him to start. But yeah, Joffrey's going to be banging the door down next season in the Championship. <laughs> it's it's really easy to kind of not pay attention to a striker when they haven't scored and it, it's the classic isn't it where sort of everyone judges a, a a striker on on goal scored but match of the day two covered it off quite nicely and did some analysis on it didn't they and uh ian wright who's a leeds fan let's be honest uh and you know, they highlighted everything that he did well, which, and it was just being an absolute pest to their team and picking the ball up deep, laying it off, holding it up, bringing the rest of the team in, getting in good positions. That, that touch for the, the cross that he did for Rafinha. On the cross itself. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. You know, you, you think how frustrated we get our wingers and our corner takers for, <laughs> for not being able to hit their man. And uh, yeah, you've got Patrick Bamford back in the team and brings it down like a, with his wand of a left foot and then puts it into the box and Rafinha, yeah. Rafinha was unlucky to score and we were unlucky to not be three or four nil up as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And and also, yeah, I, I saw that about Ian Wright and uh, what Ian Wright was saying. And then this, the comparison in the second half where, you know, he showed a few clips of when, you know, Dan James is up front. And yeah, like in a way it made me sad that, you know, we didn't have Bamford and it's, you know, it's clearly cost Bielsa his job. Um, you know, the difference that he makes you know, it's it's just it's just obvious in, in that in that match itself. Like, you know, now with James up front, we have to play on the counter attack pretty much, is is what Wright was saying, and it, it makes sense. But then at the same time, you do think again, well, you know, why weren't we just playing even even Roberts up front um or yeah. or, or Gelhart instead of James? Like we persisted with that for so long. Um, you know, yeah, I do it, think that was a mistake. It's it's really difficult, isn't it? Because you kind of you look at the mistakes in isolation and you kind of put them on one person, but it's, it's all of it, isn't it? You know, it's like Bielsa could have turned around to the board and said, I need another striker. Like, um, or the board could have said to Bielsa, we need another striker, you know, but it's, we're in this weird state of mind where Bielsa's delivered so much, um, based on his methods and his ideology and, that you kind of just go with it and you trust it and you think and so then when he says I'm going to play Dan James at front you're like well fine like do that you know we yeah. trust you you've got us this far so it's one of those on reflection where actually there's probably too much power in one person's hands but it was justified at the time and and that's fine but we somehow need to kind of learn from that and move on I suppose yeah I think so and I mean at the end of the day you know I'll always maintain that we would have been fine under yeah, Bielsa um, you know Bamford would have come back and and that's probably was part of his thinking you know that you know there was there was no point buying another striker when he's got you know and it also had Roberts and and Joffy coming back you know Joffy was injured a bit but yeah yeah it's 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 definitely uh it's definitely a big part of why why we're right down there there's there's no doubt about it we are still lacking Calvin, and when that come, sorry, when he comes back in, you would think that that shores things up a lot as well. And 
yeah, we just haven't looked the same without him at, at all. You've got players that slot into that kind of area of the pitch, but it's we are missing him. And and I think we're coming into a crucial time and, and lucky we've got an international break after Friday as well to yeah. kind of give us another week or so for Calvin to get back in fit as well. I'm looking forward to it. It's it's quite exciting to to see what it'll be like playing in this in the new system between ourselves in between the the uh, Villa and the Norwich game. You know we were so down, but you know any sort of victory you'd feel completely different. And yeah, I do feel you know now I'm sort of looking forward to seeing you know seeing how we progress over the coming weeks. And yeah, let's let's see what happens. At, I mean, Wolves is a tough game, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean. It's the hope that kills you, but now I'm sort of expecting that Wolves are, you know, they're due a bad result and we can go there and, you know, maybe away from home, the tactics will work even better and like they did at Leicester, I suppose, and, and we can we can pull off a surprise and, and really pull ourselves away from it. Football makes fickle fools of us all, doesn't it? <laughs> so, oh, Rich, literally in the space of a few days, like completely change your mindset. I, I will never admit this to my wife but I am such a miserable git when we lose like I hide it as something else like I'm not feeling well or something but I'm absolutely horrendous to be around and yeah. in the last day I've become like probably one of the best people on earth I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing all the dishwashing I'm doing all the chores I've got the recycling out tonight already for tomorrow she didn't have to nag me in the morning all while looking at your phone while you're just watching replays <laughs> yeah. of the golf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I have, like every time I watch it, I get goosebumps from watching it, and I, and I get and I love seeing all the reactions as well. Like Joe Wyman, who you went on, yeah. uh, on on his channel on YouTube a few weeks ago, and I just love his <laughs> screaming reaction. Yeah, because there's an well with those sort of things, it's always difficult because you've got a camera on you, so you, you're not going to be fully relaxed or natural all the time because you're kind of having to talk through what's going on in the in the game because that's the nature of the content but he was visceral in his yeah <laughs> his, I, scream, his scream is brilliant i i might i might drop it in here so people can <laughs> hear it it's brilliant yes! Yes! I thought he was going to explode, and he, yeah, he was so emotional as well, you know. I, I, yeah, and it's not like he's, you know, doing a uh, trying. He's not trying to do any, you know. Not, no. If anything, he's trying to control himself. You know, he's not trying to be, yeah. you know, anything. He's not. It's uh, it's great footage. But, but I really I, like um, I really like Salim's video that he posted from the country because there's no commentary. I absolutely love Bryn's commentary. Like that's that's my favorite. But yeah, without the commentary, hearing the. God, of the crowd and then yeah, the, and yeah. then the noise of the cheer is just phenomenal brilliant and yeah Bryn, Bryn's commentary is so good uh so so good and I, I've loved Bryn's stuff for years and and Matt did a uh a podcast like right at the start we did one uh when we did this like two or three years ago and um and it, he'd found all of his old tapes of of Bryn uh that he recorded on the radio and there was the the Yeboah goal and you and it's like really uh really sort of uh crackly from his yeah. tape recording and but they they're so good like he's such a good commentator and he's he's obviously like completely biased towards us which which helps but it's just oh yeah he did a great job it was it was yeah. awesome have you seen the video of him that's come out recently no just tonight yeah there's a video of him and Dorigo on the gantry Amazing. They're, both, they're both on their feet yeah definitely watch it he's yeah uh, two legends Dorigo's so good at co-commentary obviously i never really hear him because I'm, I'm never listening to the radio but when you hear the clips and and hear him interviewed. He's so knowledgeable. I, I can't believe he's not more mainstream. Yeah, well, he's ours. They're not <laughs> having him. Um, so yeah, you mentioned wolves, and that's 
going to be a tricky game because they're one of those teams that are just very good at defending, really. They seem to sort of nick quite a few results rather than dominate games. And it, it felt like that when we played them earlier on the season as well. Yeah, I don't really know anything about them, to be honest. And I'm surprised that they're right up there. Um, like like you say, I mean, at Ellen Road didn't look anything. You know, mm. we, we, we should have won that game. Um, they're good at time wasting. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think I think that's what it is. They just try and sort of slow the game down a bit and yeah. just just be very rigid and very hard to break down and then and and nick goals here and there. Um but you say that you say that they're quite high up the table, but you've also put here rocker that we can still make Europe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a question more than a statement. Uh, is Europe back on if we win on fr- on Friday night? Um, <laughs> oh God! I mean, we'd have a few we'd have a few tests to to overcome. Um, I mean, yeah. Friday in itself, but there's Man City and Chelsea in that mix and Arsenal as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a good thing. Nine cup finals. Come on, boys. <laughs> um, so before we wrap things up, how do you think we will fare? Do you think we are still relegation fodder? Do you think we can kick on from this? Like, uh, yeah, no, nah, I, I, I think we have to say that we're relegation fodder still without, without a doubt. It'd be, it'd be ludicrous not to say that. Um, but that could change on Friday. If, if Fridays, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's a massive, it is a, oh, they're all massive games, but you know, we can afford to lose it because we've beat Norwich, but um it's such a good opportunity for us. So yeah, it's just so hard to say because I'm feeling positive. I feel like, I feel like we can do it and I, I feel like we, you know, we can surprise people and we've had so, such bad luck against Wolves in the, over the last season or you know, the last three matches that we've played them. Yeah. Hopefully it turns around on Friday. What are you thinking? Well, I think, I think I'm like you, I'm, I'm kind of optimistic, but and I know the players are definitely optimistic off the back of that. And I think that's what they need. Like they need that belief again, because five defeats or six defeats in a row, is just horrendous. And you would just start to question everything, wouldn't you? Like, so I think a win is good. If they can get anything from the Wolves game, that'll be good. And I think they've, you know, it's like a proper cliche, isn't it? But just take it one game at a time and just see how it goes and don't really worry about anyone else. It's pointless. I say that, but then you look at Everton and they've got such a horrific run of fixtures and you think they're in such bad shape. Lampard sort of slagging off the entire club. It's just a mess and you just think, well, they're potentially a falling knife. What are Burnley going to get? They've got a difficult run of games as well. And so... Yeah, Wolves is one of those games where we could potentially get something from it. If we get a point, I'd be happy. Yeah, yeah, I'd be thrilled with a point. And the thing about Burnley is that like that they don't they some, something crazy. Like we play like three or four games before. Like I think they play one game and we play three or four. So they're going to have like a handful of games in hand. But you know, yeah, that's and, that, and not a and bad that, thing really. Yeah, and that must compress the amount that they have to play in a short space of time as well. So, what is what is their mental and physical well being going to be like going into yeah. those matches? So, yeah, yeah, no, it's looking a lot, lot more positive um, thanks to that last minute. Imagine if we got something out of Villa though as well. <laughs> Let's not start that. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of have to go through the pain of that, don't you, to to kind of appreciate it a bit more. And, yeah, and that's I hope... the thing. Like, that's that's the incredible thing about you know Thursday was. I mean, I'd describe it as one of the lowest days I've ever seen at Ellen Road. You know, probably second only to going down from the Championship. Uh, I felt that bad about it, and then like three days later, it's like the best moments in Bristol Rovers. Pretty much, it's just absolutely incredible, isn't it? Season back on. 
Uh, well, I think that's probably it. If there's anything else, Rocco? Uh, what about a word? Oh, a word. <laughs> uh, yeah, we better do that, haven't we? Have you got one? You've got one, haven't you? I've got one. Oh, go on then. Uh, my word is tolerance. We should all be tolerant to uh, to each other's feelings about Jesse and Bielsa and the the uh, the, the pitfalls of our squad and and the up and down journey that we're on and be united. I'm going to say stone, as in stonewashed jeans. <laughs> Someone put a comment that was like, um, it was like at the match at two, but going out with your mates for dinner at four or something <laughs> like that. Uh, no, I saw, I, I did, I saw one that was, uh, I get chucked out of Scarborough Taps at, at four or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, with him sort of falling over on the ground, that picture. Yeah, of him. yeah. that's an incredible picture. And stone as well, because it, no longer feels like we're falling like a stone. You would, hope, you would hope we we have been well and truly caught and someone's going to launch us into the Europe. Into Europe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll see you next time. Hopefully we're, we're aiming to, to release these every Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so we'll, we'll see you again next week. Podcast Network.